Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show celebrating Blue Shirt Thursday. My name is Greg Tepper. No, we're not. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas. Well, I mean, some of us are. No, some I didn't of us get have the res- memo. Some of us have respect for holidays. My <sighs> name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching this live at TexasFootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here. Sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. Hopefully, getting the box to work as properly. You better work, box. It's the Duchess of the Dork. It's Ashley Pickle. Hi, Ashley. Don't don't threaten her. She'll she'll get mad. Oh, it's a her. Oh, it's definitely a her. She's all over the place. <laughs> see, I would just see see now. That's now that's misogynistic. I'm a woman. I'm allowed to say that. I don't think so. I don't think that's how that works. Okay. Well, don't upset it. Thank you. It will get angry. Don't threaten it. <laughs> Today is Thursday, believe it or not. August 6th, 2020, 112 <laughs> days till Thanksgiving. Episode 1004. 1004, the number of batters that Jim Kern faced in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. On today's show, friends, we've got some headlines across state, including yesterday was a big and I would say kind of discouraging day if you're a football fan. Yeah. We'll talk about why. And, and what it means and what it doesn't mean. we got headlines coming up here in the back half of the program. We are going to continue our series of summer camp previews for all 12 FBS teams in the state of Texas. Today we're going to be previewing... Uh, oh, dang it, I can't lift it up. Yeah, lift that it up was that such a fail. I know. The SMU Mustangs on the cover of the Dave Campbell's Texas Football. So we will talk about the Mustangs coming up here at the back half of the program. Okay, we've got a little bit of business to attend to. You may remember last Friday... We did a show. It was our 1,000th show. We did it for seven hours, and we raised money for um, food banks across the state of Texas. Raised more than $3,000. Thank you guys so much for your generous donations. Um, We raised more than $3,000 for food banks across the state of Texas. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We um, also kind of incentivized it. We gave away some footballs. We gave away an Arlington um, VIP package. There was one thing we weren't able to give away because our friends at Sprouts Farmer's Market wanted us to wait. So now they've given us the green light. Uh, And so our friends at Sprouts Farmer's Market have generously donated a $500 gift card. A $500 gift card for their store, which... Is a lot of veggies. Is a lot of veggies. It's a lot of of meat. I, I mentioned before their meat. And by the way... 
Their milk is very good, too. If you're a milk person, their milk is very good. Okay. Just trust me on this. They got good I milk. I love milk. They got good milk. I, I'm a big milk person. They got person. good milk. Big, big milk person. Anyway, point is we're giving away a $500 um, uh, Sprouts Farmer's Market gift card, and we have pulled the name. The winner of the $500 Sprouts Farmer's Market gift card is Terry Adams, our friend, Miss Terry. We pulled her name, and she is the winner of a $500 gift card Woo-hoo. to Sprouts Farmer's Market. Miss Terry, I will send you an email. I think I still have your email. Uh, I will send you an email, and we will get you all set up. Uh, congratulations. And you can have all the milk your little heart can handle. And, and veggies and stuff. But anyway, <laughs> congratulations uh, to Go Terry Adams, Terry. Uh, uh, the winner of our $500 Sprouts Farmer's Market uh, gift card that we gave away. Thanks for – she donated to the um, – Food, food banks across the state of Texas during our 1000th episode, and we pulled her name, and she is the big winner of the $500 gift card. So congratulations to her. Okie dokie, Pickle. Let's get into some headlines. Headlines from across the state of Texas, and this is really headlines from across um, the state of college football because there are some big, there are big moves all across um, college football that came down yesterday. One of them, um, first of all, I want to, I want to, Plug something we got on textfootball.com. We have a college football tracker. Yes, it's cool. Uh, we have 40, there are 47 college football teams in the state of Texas. We are tracking what their 2020, se- what each 2020 season is going to look like. Uh, and so, yesterday came a big shift in what we know about college football in 2020. Specifically, that the, that Division Two and Division Three have canceled their fall championships including the football playoffs it's worth noting that they have canceled they have not postponed to the spring they have said there will not be division two or division three football playoffs and championships in for this upcoming school year and that's a bummer because look we've got uh 16 teams that are division one or division or division two or division three in the state of texas including some that have like legit chances to win a national championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm looking at teams from the Lone Star Conference in Division Two, uh, Mary Harden Baylor, of course, Harden Simmons, uh, teams that are perennial contenders in the Division Three ranks. There will not be Div- uh, Division Two or Division Three championships in 2020 or 2021. Now, it's worth mentioning, and I believe Pete Fredenberg, the coach of Mary Harden Baylor, was on. Um, was on David Smoke's show in Waco yesterday. And he said that they are still planning on playing a spring season. They had, you may remember that the American Southwest Conference, of mm-hmm. which Mary Harden Baylor is a member, had postponed their season to the spring. They said, we're going to play football in the spring. They can still do that. They can still do that. It's just that there will not be a national champion awarded. So they can still go out there and try to win an American Southwest Conference championship we'll see if that happens that's their plan for now everything is changing we have not heard from the lone star conference Mm -mm. the lone star conference was in a very odd spot if you remember this Mm -hmm. they were in a position where um so the lone star conference is comprised of eight teams six from the state of texas and two in new mexico well about two weeks ago Eastern New Mexico and Western New Mexico said, we're not playing football. I believe they said we're going to play in the spring, mm-hmm. is what they said. The other, the Lone Star Conference said, mm, we're going to delay things like a couple weeks, but like, 
we we're not we're not making any decisions playing. quite yet. We're not making any decisions quite yet. Um, so we don't know what the Lone Star Conference is going to do, and that's six teams. Now, look, I think the writing is on the wall. Mm-hmm. There are you you only have six teams, right? Mo- almost every Division Two conference is now going to move to the spring. Move to the spring. Correct. So you could play like each other in like a double round robin if you wanted to, and play ten games if you wanted to. But all you would do is just like then what would Eastern New Mexico and Western New Mexico going to do? I would anticipate. I think just reading reading the tea leaves and reading the writing on the wall that the Lone Star Conference is going to announce sometime soon that they're going to move to the spring. Right. That would be my guess. Because there's just a lot of it only makes weird sense. things that would go there. But anyway, I do want to invite you to go check out the tracker that we have at TexasFootball.com because there are, some, there are some weird ones that I had not seen before. For example, um, I don't know if you saw what the Sooner Athletic Conference is going to do. So the Sooner <laughs> Athletic Conference is an NAIA mm-hmm. conference. Uh, that has Southwestern Assemblies of God, Texas College, Texas Wesleyan, and Wayland Baptist. They're going to play a three-game fall schedule starting in October and then a six-game spring schedule. They are deciding to split it up and do both. Um, Now, it's worth mentioning that one of those four teams, Texas College, has already opted out of the fall. Mm -hmm. They're like, we're not going to play those three games in the fall. We're just gonna. We're not gonna do that. So it's very odd, very bizarre. Yeah, that one makes absolutely no sense in my brain. Right. So <laughs> check out the tracker. You can find out. We're we're trying to keep this up as updated as possible from what we know. There are reports out there, but we don't. We don't. We wait until we hear from the conference mm-hmm. because we don't want to send out uh, bad information. So that's what's going on. Division two, division three championships are canceled. Let's talk about actual. I guess football. Um, the coaches poll for FBS came out today. Uh, the Amway, I believe it's the Amway coaches poll mm-hmm. came out, and um, there is a a bit of a Texas flair right in the middle of it, uh, as at number thirteen in the coaches poll, Texas A and M, and right behind them at number fourteen is Texas. Uh, they are the only they are the only two Texas teams that are ranked in the college in the in the preseason coaches poll. If you're interested, uh, the top the top ten: uh, Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, o- Oklahoma, Penn State, Florida, Oregon, and Notre Dame. Um, so they're high on Oregon. What's that? So they that, are high on Oregon. They're high on Oregon. Very, That's, very. All right. There's a lot of buzz around Oregon. Yeah. There's people who think that they're going to be really good. Uh, I think that they are going to be in the Pac-12. So, uh, <laughs> that made me a hater. That make me a hater. I'll give you credit on um, that one. That was good. <laughs> uh, that is, so there you go. The, uh, so there is a Texas flare right in the middle of the, of the USA Today coaches poll um, that came out today. Texas A&M at number 13, Texas at number 14. Um, so, let's go to the American Athletic Conference. So the American Athletic Conference has SMU, who we're going to preview here in our summer in our um, in our summer camp series here in a moment, as well as the University of Houston, two Texas teams. They came out yesterday with their plan, which is, eh, their plan right now is we're going to play our normal eight game conference schedule, and as far as non conference is concerned, mm-hmm. y'all do you. Yeah, you do whatever you want. Now that's notable 
because we do know that there have been a couple of games for SMU and Houston canceled. Houston will not play Washington State Mm -mm. because the Pac-12 is going conference only. Uh, SMU will not play TCU. There was a a thing with... um, uh, that basically the Big 12, when they came out with their, their scheduling guidelines, they said that you can play one non-conference game, but it has to be at home. Um, and the game, the battle for the Iron Skillet, is scheduled to be in, um, in Fort, I'm sorry, in Dallas on mm-hmm. the Hilltop. As a result, that game has been canceled. So, from what I understand, uh, Joseph Duarte, the Houston Chronicle, tweeted yesterday that the Houston Athletic Department, right now, for now, this plan is to play their 11-game schedule. I would just say everything is subject to change at this point. And, and the, the, the shift, the, the sands are shifting every single moment in college football. We're finding, like, we're running out of time, but, like, we're finding out more and more about what college football is going to look like. Like, the ACC and the Big Ten put out their schedules and stuff. Mm-hmm. More and more, we're going to find out what it actually looks like. So, for Houston to say, "Yeah, we're playing on playing eleven games," we'll see. That makes me wonder too. Maybe if they're if you're going to see more Conference USA AAC matchups, because according to Brett McMurphy from Stadium, he said Conference USA is basically talking about doing the same thing. Where yes, mm-hmm. you're going to continue with your conference play, um, but it's going to be like a. Eh. You can figure out the rest. So it right. makes me wonder if we'll see those uh, uh, Houston-UNT, a Houston-UTSA type of a matchup coming again. Right. Or an SMU, Conference you know. USA, I know the Sun Belt kind of said the same thing. Right. Uh, it makes me wonder Texas about those, the group of five schools in Texas right. staying regional. Yeah, it may be. So we'll see. Um, still a lot to figure out. I don't know, guys. Look, <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. We're, just, we're, all, trying to, we're all trying to figure out um, what's going on. So. Um, let's go on to... They're doing some serious yard work out (laughs) out there right now, if you can't hear it. Let's talk about another conference, okay? Let's talk about the Southland Conference. So, there is, to me, uh, one question I, like, that I've, I've been asking myself is, okay, all these dominoes have fallen, what's next? Mm -hmm. And to me, the next domino to fall will be a decision on the FCS, Yes. FCS. So that is, we, we do know that one FCS conference in the state of Texas, um, the SWAC, has already announced they're moving to the spring. Mm-hmm. The only reason that is, that would be a bigger deal. It is a big deal, but it would be a bigger deal if the SWAC participated in the FCS playoffs, but they do not. So for example, the same thing with the Ivy League. So the Ivy League, they they were one of the first to move to the spring, mm-hmm. right? They announced they were moving to the spring. They the were smart one of the first. people. They were one of the first. That was notable because it was the first, but also not super seismic and not it doesn't affect a ton of teams because the Ivy League does not participate in the in the FCS playoffs. The SWAC does, or does not either. The Southland does. In the Southland Conference, we're still waiting to hear what their plan is. They did put out a statement yesterday that said... A whole lot of uh, nothing. Yeah. We're twiddling our thumbs. It, it, I'll read it in its entirety. This is the entirety of the Southland Statement. As has frequently been the case in the past four months, the Southland Conference Board of Directors met again Wednesday afternoon to review the important issues related to the returning to athletics competition in the 2020-2021 academic school year. 
The discussion was framed by safeguarding the safety of the uh, health of student-athletes and other game participants within the larger university communities. The Southland membership is eager to return their athletic teams to the fields and the courts in the coming weeks and months. Our campus presidential leaders, in consultation with their athletic directors, agreed to continue these vital conversations in the future within the parameters set forth by the NCAA Resocialization of Collegiate Sport document and the recently re- received guidelines or guidance from the NCAA Board of Direct- or Governors, end quote. So they said we met and we talked and, and we're going to keep talking. Yep. Guys, like look at the calendar. <laughs> so here's what I think is going to happen. Okay, here's what I think is going to happen. I think they are waiting to see what the rest of the schedules look like because a lot of the lifeblood of these FCS programs are the buy games. They're the games where Baylor pays you $500,000 to come and 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 lose at McLean Stadium right. more or less. Although that doesn't always happen. Or or Texas or 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 LSU or all these teams. Mm-hmm. If it is financially viable for them and they've got enough buy games on there, then I think they're going to say, "Yeah, we're going to we're going to play." But if all of these teams, if all of these conferences contract and say, oh, we're just going conference only, then the FCS would just move to the spring because there's no point. There's no point from the financial perspective of playing. Um, now, it's worth mentioning that, the, that, that there have been no Division I championships canceled. Mm-hmm. So there is no, they, the NCAA has not canceled the FCS playoffs. They are Division I. They're the football championship subdivision. Which is another people, a group of people that continue to meet and it's a lot of it's a lot of meetings say we're gonna keep talking it's a lot of meetings to say uh they've met two times already to discuss this and still haven't come out with anything it's 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 a lot of meetings to set up other meetings yeah (laughs) do you know what i mean yep and that's so the southland's in a weird spot and i understand that they're trying to wait as long as possible but like guys there are supposed to be games in 23 days yeah we're uh there's supposed to be actual football games in 23 days involving southland teams 23 days. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, th- I thought that was really, really bizarre. Um, I want to skip the next one. We'll talk okay. about that uh, next one because I do, I do want to mention there's a high school football note um, coming down today out of East Texas. Um, the East at, as East Texas, um, you may remember that Tyler, um, Tyler ISD announced that they would change the names of John Tyler High School and Tyler Lee. Well, we know the names now. Yeah, they have announced and they've been voted on today by the by the uh, the school board. The new name of uh, Tyler Lee High School, which was named after Confederate General Robert E. Lee, um, is now going to be Tyler Legacy High mm-hmm. School. There will be Tyler Legacy, so it joins Mansfield Legacy. It joins. Um, Isn't there a Parallel? No, legacy? there's another Legacy. Katie, is there a Katie Legacy? Hold on, let me pull this up. I can look this up actually. I don't know why I'm guessing. There's this really cool website. Uh, it's it's texasfootball.com. Have you ever been to it? Mansfield Legacy, San Antonio Southwest Legacy. Okay. And then there's and then there's uh there's um private schools that are legacy. Uh, but yes, like Frisco Legacy Christian. Uh, so Tyler Lee is now Tyler Legacy, and John Tyler, John Tyler, which was named after um, President John Tyler. Mm, Katie Legacy Stadium. That's what you were. That's thinking what of. I'm thinking. Thank you. Thank that you. was that's, from that's why, Leg- that's why Legacy was in the brain. Yeah. John Tyler High School will now be Tyler High School. We're just cutting out the John. Cutting out the John. We're hoping you don't ask who the city's named after. <laughs> just please, please don't ask. Just, just don't ask, please. Um. <laughs> so 
Tyler High, and it'll be Tyler Lee uh, and, and Tyler Legacy. That will take some getting used to. I promise you, I will call them Tyler Lee and John, John Tyler, Tyler right. at least a few times. I will get used to it. I will try very hard, but uh, there are your new names. John Tyler High School is now Tyler High School, and Tyler Lee High School is now Tyler Legacy High School. So, um, there you go. That's the news from out east, and that is headlines from across the state of Texas. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash Insider. That is our subscription pack. I'm sorry, TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Our, our subscription package. You get this magazine. You get the recruiting edition of the magazine. You get all sorts of awesome online content at TexasFootball.com. Um, so check that out, TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Am I boring you? Yeah. She was, um, she was yawning is what she was doing. I think it's great when people subscribe, TexasFootball.com. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Do you have something to say? I do. Get in, losers. We're going to summer camp. <laughs> going to summer camp. Summer camp, our series previewing the 12 FPS teams across the state of Texas. We are moving west to east. We have arrived on the hilltop in Dallas. The SMU Mustangs. Of course, the cover of Dave Campbell's Texas football featuring quarterback Shane Bouchelle. Um, so what can we come to expect from the... Um, SMU Mustangs in 2020. Again, big overarching caveat, we still don't know what SMU's schedule looks like. <laughs> what? How not? <laughs> we still don't. Um, we believe that they're going to be playing uh, Texas State on the 29th. They moved that game up. We won't know until I don't know, we find out. <laughs> I don't know why they would move a game up, but that's neither here nor there. Okay. Let's get to the SMU Mustangs. What's the state of the program? The state of the program is probably the best it's been since the death penalty. Um, the state of the program is very strong. Obviously coming off their first 10-win season since the 80s. Um, and Sonny Dykes is very clearly building something there at SMU. And this was a really remarkable year that to me... It's it's weird it's weird to to ask this question about about SMU because they haven't had sustained success right they've done it for one year and there's a lot of programs that've done it for one year right they need to have su that sustained success what I'm also very interested in is seeing if they can transition from the way they built their program which was on the backs of a lot of JUCO transfers a lot of guys who who were given second chance a lot of grad transfers can they then turn that into getting great recruiting classes. Mm -hmm. um, now, their recruiting class in 2021 is looking very strong right now. It is. So, can they make that transition? I don't, I don't know, because nobody's ever really tried it, to build a program almost entirely based year by year by year on JUCO transfers. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, or JUCO, I say JUCO, but like transfers. Um, you know, Shane Bouchelle and, and et cetera, et cetera, guys who, who started another college end up at SMU. The question for me is, can they supplement that with better recruiting? 
and make this a more sustained thing. I think the American Athletic is is there for contention, and they could be the team to be reckoned with. But I think that they have to show that they are this is sustainable and show that they can not just continue to get great transfers, but also get great uh, recruits, get great high school recruits as well. Mm-hmm. That's my big question. I think the state of the program is very strong. Yes. There's no pro- there's no reason to worry about SMU, but I want to see if they can go from being that cool team that nobody talked about that ended up being a surprise to the team that we're talking about every single year as a contender. That's a big question for SMU. Let's take a look at the offense. The offense. They've got the dude. We are quite fond of their quarterback. <laughs> They've got the dude. There he is. Shane Bouchel, quite fond of him. He's one of the two best quarterbacks, I'd say, in the state of Texas. Yes. Um, this is a really, really solid – I think the, the the offense, at least from from there and at the offensive line, four of the five starters are back on the offensive line. Um, a lot to like there. A lot to like. Now, they also have they, – they lose James Prochet, mm-hmm. but they've got some, some receivers that I think are going to be really solid. Reggie Roberson. Reggie Roberson Jr. is is awesome and a true, I think, number one receiver. Uh, Danny Gray, they really like their uh, their tight ends too, and Kyle Granson, uh, Rishi Rice. There's a lot to like about this receiver core. My big question for SMU is at the running back spot. Uh, they lose Xavier Jones, they lose mm-hmm. Kamon Freeman, they lose guys who have been stalwarts for that running game. There are guys that are that have flashed. TJ McDaniel definitely flashed last year. Mm -hmm. And I think he's a guy that they feel like could be the new number one guy. You just got to find that consistency with him. Right. He was good when he was getting eight carries a game. Yes. What happens when you need him to take 20? Mm -hmm. That's a big question. And so that's my one point of concern for the offense. But overall, you take a look at the the SMU offense, and there's no reason to believe that they are not going – they can't be – they can't be really, really good this year. Well, and I think, too, it was such a question mark coming in last year with Bouchelle, you know, mm-hmm. of what is this going to look like? And the fact that they were able to figure it out kind of what you would consider on the fly, mm-hmm. you can only imagine, especially with the veteran experience coming back, that they are they should be good. Okay. Do you want to uh, – let's do it to the defense, defense file look. Do you want to go things I like to things I don't like, or do you want to go things I don't like to things I like? Let's go don't like, and then we'll okay. end on a positive note. Here's what I don't like. I think their defensive line is going to be potentially thin mm-hmm. and definitely inexperienced. Um, they're losing five of their six tacklers on that front. And for a defensive front that was really solid last year, basically they have Turner Cox back. And that's about it. <laughs> it's a lot of unknowns on that defense. And we don't know how deep they are. They've tried to shore that up through the through the transfer market and through recruiting, but that is a big concern, is the rotation up front. The secondary I feel okay about. Um, I like their corners, Armani Johnson and Brandon Stevens. Safeties are going to be a question, mm-hmm. right? Um They've got good. They've got some guys that I think could step in and be those guys: Chase Cromartie, um, uh, Chevin Calloway. They've got guys that could be big-time impact players at the safety spot, mm-hmm. but not a ton of known commodities at the safety spot. I do love their linebackers. Yes, I do love their linebackers: Delano Rob- Robinson, Trevor Denbo, 
um, Richard McBride. I like I objectively like their linebackers. I think the linebackers have a chance to be really, really good. So that is um, it's a hodgepodge, and it's like that. You can compare that to the offense was last year. You you didn't really know if they can come together, then they have a chance to be really good. But if they can't, then it could get really ugly. Yes, exactly. So I. There are things the the defense and the defense last year I did think I think got better as the season went on. They had times, but they were ultimately a team that outscored teams. If they are able to get better, like especially if they are able to develop that depth up front, they've got a chance to be good. By the way, you should know that um, you know how they um, you know how like you have like turnover chain and everyone's got those things for mm-hmm. turnovers. Do you know what they call their like thing? I, oh, I can't remember. They call right it now. going to club takeaway. Yep. I love that. I like bits. All right. My breakout player is going to be, I mentioned his name, but Danny Green. Danny Green mm-hmm. was a receiver at Blinn. He's a, he was a Dallas Madison product. I don't know. I thought he, I don't know what his recruiting situation was like. He ended up at Blinn and he is now transferring. He was an all conference guy there at Blinn. He's now transferring, and I think has a guy, especially when you're stepping into that offense where they're not asking him to be the number one. Arguably, they're not even asking him to be the number two. I think he could be the guy that they are, that he's going to see a lot of number three corners. He's going to see a lot of nickelbacks. Mm-hmm. He's going to see a lot of um, a lot of a lot of like defenders that are quite simply not good enough to cover him. And I think Danny Gray could be a big breakout player for the SMU team. Worst case scenario. Let's talk about worst case scenario. Um, I think the worst case scenario, and again, we, uh, we're we not going to do records because we don't know what their schedule is going to look mm-hmm. like. I think the worst case scenario is that they, is that the guys that they lose end up being like, a, like much bigger than we thought mm-hmm. that I- the running game. They really miss those guys. The defensive line, they really miss those guys. They really miss James Prochet. Like, those guys, they, they are a lot more important than they thought they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, or than we thought they were. And I think, too, that you can look at it that if that defense isn't able to click, I think that the SMU offense is strong enough and powerful enough right now to carry them for at least the first right. part of the season. But eventually, if they keep scoring and the defense just lays down and it's just back and forth this whole time. Right. Those guys on offense are going to get tired at the late, the Safe, latter half safety, of the season. Safety, right? Rodney mm-hmm. Clemens is gone. Like those guys end up being really, really integral to holding together what SMU was about. And they fall back to the middle of the pack. And, and I mean, there's also, look, there's also the idea that SMU did kind of sneak up on a lot of teams last year. Right. They did kind of sneak up. They ain't sneaking up on anybody. Mm-mm. So at that point, like they would just fall back to the middle of the pack in the American Athletic. That's right. what I think is is the worst case scenario. Is that you know I think that when you got the quarterback, you got the offensive line. There's there's not. The, I think the floor is pretty high, mm-hmm. but the floor is just being middle of the pack. I think. Right. Um, best case scenario. Best case scenario is um, everything clicks. Those guy like the uh, the the running game like T.J. McDaniel is that guy mm-hmm. and becomes the running game. The safeties. Maybe a guy like Chevin Calloway steps up and is the guy at the safety spot. The defensive line discovers a couple of guys in the depth. Maybe the, those grad transfers, um, like uh, what's his name? Blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, Devere Levelston, mm-hmm. who's a transfer from uh, from Tyler Junior College. Those guys step up and make an immediate impact. They get a good depth there, and I mean we don't know what the schedule is going to look like, but the schedule breaks in the right way. 
and suddenly they are right back challenging for another you know a again New we don't Year's know how many bowl if if those are yeah. available I you mean, know look if we, av- we thought it could have happened last year they could play for an american co- uh, I mean, title memphis played last year yeah. in the cotton bowl they could play so. for a title they could play for a conference title um if things break i mean there are teams there are not many teams in the state that can say that they feel really good about the quarterback spot they feel really good about the off- they feel at least pretty good about the offensive line and the receivers and they feel pretty good about the middle of their defense smu's one of those teams and the expectation level has been has been heightened, but I do think the best case scenario is that they are contending for the for the American Athletic Conference title again, and and they are able to you know and we're talking about them playing meaningful games, whenever the late season is. Mm-hmm. So that's best case scenario, and that is SMU summer camp. Please make sure you tip your counselors. That is just the worst one that you could do. Do you not tip your counselors? You went to different camps than I did, homie. You had that uh you had that Coppell camp coming in. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Mm. Mm. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, final thoughts. All right, so two things here. One, I wanna see I answered uh Ed back on his question. I wanna see if you agree as well. Okay. He had said because of social distancing on sidelines, um, or lack of some could you see high schools with large squads only suiting up players who will actually play as compared to letting everyone suit up and I think that in my opinion Mm. if you want to talk about an Allen who has 99 players on their roster then yes I would say specifically on road games you I would Mm -hmm. think that they would absolutely cut it down to only starters and the first string backups maybe a a second string quarterback is is coming in you know um home games maybe a little bit different but i would definitely assume on those road games they're only letting a certain number of people travel yeah it's going to be interesting and especially like the buses are going to be a a, a big a big issue there Mm -hmm. um now alan has plenty of buses but some especially when you get to three and four they don't have enough buses can you distance on buses like, can you, it would, yeah, you know, like you're going to need, like, yeah, they have plenty of buses, but like they got a lot of people too. Mm-hmm. And, and if you are only, you know, if you need twice as many buses, they probably don't have twice as many buses, you no. know what I mean? That they need. Um, yeah, it, it's not, it's, it's, it's interesting. I think that's possible that you're going to see like travel teams that are, that don't bring as many guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they cut down their roster a little bit, but but at the same time, I also know high school football coaches like those young guys to be on the sideline and to experience uh, on Friday nights. Um, it'll be interesting, and there's a lot of decisions to be made by a lot of coaches. Um, and know, bands are allowed, from. correct? Bands and drill teams for now. For yeah. now, bands are allowed. Now, I I'll say this: I would be pretty surprised if bands travel. Yes, I would agree with that. Because that seems like... Again, if you don't have enough no buses way. for the football team, you're not right. going to have... It has bands or bands are bigger than yeah. most of the, yeah, the football teams anyway. Football. <laughs> I don't think you're going to see most bands travel. Um, but yeah, I would say that, that from a travel perspective, you may have like a road team that you take with you that is like your ones and twos. Mm-hmm. Um, but you probably, you know, which could get interesting. Like, you know, well, if you lose a... Two, uh, although not many guys have, not many teams have. That's a, not many teams have three quarterbacks that they're carrying on their roster. Right. Anyway. They have like they have an emergency quarterback. I was thinking you've got some utility guy floating you around guy, that can, you'll move that the rece- can you'll, hand you'll, off a ball. You'll move the receiver there and yeah. run wildcat or something. So anyway, yeah. Um, the second thing is, and this goes back to our milk conversation earlier. What is your opinion? What is the best milk, like percentage wise? Two percent guy. Thank you. I'm a 2% That's the guy. only answer. I am a firm now, believer that that is the now only when answer. I'm when I'm watching. My figure, mm-hmm. uh, 
I do do skim. Ew, that's because... water. Okay, well, I support our friends in the dairy industry. Thank you for all <laughs> you do. Um, and I know what hard work you guys put in. Um, so thank you. Um, I like all of your products. 2% milk or bust. Get I like 2%. Here. So Hank, when you're a kid, he, mm -hmm. he so he's drinking whole? Yeah. Yeah, that's Boy, that's let me tell you, I tried that the other day. Yeah. Mm -mm. When, you're, when you've been drinking 2% milk for years and years <laughs> and years, and the only other kind of milk you've been drinking is skim, whole milk is like chewing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, okay. This is probably going to give me bad credit. But yeah, let's go. <laughs> do you like cottage cheese? I do not. Okay. I love cottage cheese. You and my wife. Yeah. And my wife. But yeah, no, I love cottage cheese. No, I really do. I, I cannot. There's mo that talk about an acquired thing. Most people, I don't even expect people to say yes at this point, but yeah, big fan. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's all our dairy talk though. I'm done. That's dairy talk. Thanks for our friends at Chocolate Milk who sponsored the podcast. Oh, the goat. It's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Uh, for Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. Lost my train of thought there. I'll see you tomorrow for Friday. Promise you, tomorrow's Friday. Yes. Cool. <laughs>